friends, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. What are some major struggles that you've gone through trying to build this thing up? Or has it just been sunshine? No, no. <laughs> You'd be the first person to go in business for yourself if you didn't have complications. Right. Well, and every day there's something, right? Uh, you know, it's sometimes I feel like I'm not busy enough, and sometimes I feel like I'm too busy. Do I need to hire somebody? And then all of a sudden, I... There's nothing going on. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I, good thing I didn't hire somebody. You, right. know? you can find Fort Worth Roots on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. We can also be found on YouTube. There are videos associated with these episodes. Go to YouTube and type in Fort Worth Roots. We've got information on events coming up and more information about all of our sponsors at the end of the show. This show is sponsored by Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. Go to roofingsolutionshouck.com or get them on phone 817-882-6520. And by mentioning that you heard about them on the Fort Worth Roots podcast, you can get 50% off of a roofing tune-up, and I'll tell you more about that at the end of the episode. This next weekend, February 4th, out at Ridgely Theater, our friends, Pooh Live Crew, are doing their uh, annual blowout. It's going to be an incredible performance. Don't miss it. Ridgely Theater, February 4th. Tickets can be found at PooLiveCrew.com. Today's guest is somebody that we've wanted on the show for a very long time. If you've been following Fort Worth Roots, either on social media or you've seen some of the videos of our episodes, you might have seen this really incredible piece of artwork that we've been uh, carrying around with us from studio situation to studio situation. And now it hangs proudly on the wall here at the new studio located just outside of uh, downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Anyway, we've wanted to have the designer, the guy that created the thing on the show. So we finally got that opportunity. So today's episode largely centers around our new friend, his business, how he created our sign, and a little bit about Fort Worth and the changes we've experienced since the 2020 COVID pandemic. We also have our stand-in co-host Stephanie Daniels with us today. You can find our guest at botbros.com or, or derlydesign.com. That will be in the show notes. That's enough talking out of me. Thank you all for being here. Please give it up for our new friend, Josh Martinez, and let's start the show. All right, we got Josh Martinez with Durley Designs. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's it. And then uh, Stephanie Daniels with Stephanie Daniels Photography. What's up, man? How you doing today? Pretty good. Saturday. So you're a little bit nervous. Don't worry about a little it. Bit, yeah, it's no. just a podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's listening, right? No, nobody's listening. A lot more people listen now today right. than they did when you made this badass sign right nice. here. It looks good up there. And I've been wanting you on the show ever since Stephanie brought this to me, but it is so incredible. And I've been wanting an opportunity to ask you about it because you had a very crude image. And from that, yeah. you developed a like four-layer, beautiful <laughs> masterpiece. So how did you do that? What? How? I know Stephanie probably had quite a bit to say about the design, but well, kind of walk me through that. How did you come up with this? Uh, I mean, start out with, I use a, a couple different programs, really. Yeah. One to like, make the image a little cleaner yeah. another one to break up the image into a few different layers and where uh, did you get the originals like source image man i think i just found it online or did you send me something maybe yeah it, it was a rough picture like it took me a little while to get it to where i needed it to be uh -huh. um but yeah so i like multiple layers yeah so i just you know kind of ran with it from there it's very cool yeah well it's been uh the 
centerpiece of most conversations when people come into the studio they're yeah. like wow <laughs> as soon as they see that thing yeah they're just blown away by it so i appreciate anyway, that it's yeah. incredible thanks man so i mean everything from the brush steel to uh the way you kind of painted on top of the top layer here so that was roots. something i decided last minute i had it all together and i was like something i think missing. i could i think i can make yeah. this pop a little bit more yeah so i added that and i think i think it looks great it came out so good thanks is it hard for you to give away something like that once you're completed with it it is i mean it's, it's <laughs> like my baby and and i'm never really happy with it like looking at it right now i'm like man i probably could have done this a nah, little better i probably could have so touched perfect. that up a little yeah. bit no i get that for sure even the but, contrast of the wood i love that too and and things are still moving along with Durley designs I, I see you on social media making all sorts of cool stuff yeah i don't post as much as i should um but yeah, things are still going well. And, and man, I do all kinds of stuff. And it, it's almost all things in the metal industry. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of drafting and design is like the main thing I do yeah. for uh, engineering firms, fabrication shops. Okay. Um, I try to do stuff like this when I can. It just, you know, it's, it just depends on what's going on. Yeah. Um, some well, days. What's going on with this uh, truck chassis here? So that that's more along the lines of the things I do more more often. And so that, that do you know what as-built is? No, tell me. Okay, so somebody built something they built this chassis yeah um just based off shop knowledge no drawings and so they call somebody like me to come document it basically and so i go take all the measurements figure out what all member sizes they're using and you're gonna try to make it to scale on a sh on a smaller right so so i start out by making this 3d model and and from there, I make 2D drawings, which you can kind of see in the back. So then I make fabrication drawings. Okay. So then they can start kicking these things out once they have, have a set of drawings. So you're building a template and they're <coughs> going to mass produce these? Is that what you're... Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And how big is this? Is this... Uh, sits on the desk size? <laughs> That's about 40 foot. Oh, okay. So this is this is a legit trailer it's for, a, trailer, a, for yeah. a truck. Yeah. For a semi-truck. Right. And Okay. Wow. And so... And I've done a few of these now... Um, one that I'm working on currently is an intermodal trailer. So that's a trailer looks like this, but it carries a shipping container. Okay. Um, and yeah, same, it was the same process there. You know, they needed it documented. They wanted drawings, fabrication drawings. And so I put it together. And on that project, actually, I was able to, they needed somewhere to fabricate it. And I have a lot of contacts. I've been working in this industry for a while. So I was yeah. able to connect them with the right people to build these trailers. Um, so yeah, we're building a bunch of trailers. That's wild. Do you have an engineering degree? No, I don't. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're still home-based business? Yeah. You got any uh, kind of goals to set up a brick and mortar outside and of that? We're house? working on it. So what I'm looking to do is me and my wife are looking to move sometime soon, get a little bit of land, and I'd like to just build a shop. And stay around here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Fort Worth. I love yeah. Arlington. Um, and so we're gonna stay in this area but the plan is to have a shop at some point need a little bit of room a little bit of room build an office in it right now i can't have meetings you know my yeah. office is also my wife's makeup table room and so <laughs> it's, a, it's a little awkward in there yeah um so yeah i mean we're i'm looking to grow and get a little bigger and and really right now i need an office so yeah that's is this one of your larger projects or have you done something similar to this with others S something i've been designing for about 10 years over 10 years are airport walkways and that's something i started at the engineering firm huh. and so it's the fixed portion of it so when you're at an airport there's the part of the bridge that moves right right so the the, the center point the rotunda a lot of times there's a fixed bridge from the terminal to that pivot point yeah and i've been designing those for 
literally for over 10 years. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. Okay. And so I wor- did them at the first engineering firm, second engineering firm, and now I still I still work on them. Yeah. Um, so have I gotten onto an airplane and probably. walked over one of your bridges? So I've we've done them all over the United States, South America. I've done the corporate offices in Spain. I've helped them design stuff they use in Europe. So more than likely, if you've been at a major airport in the last 10 years, you've been on one of these walkways. Dude, this is incredible. <laughs> I didn't know that. And and I didn't know that anybody could do what you're doing without, you know, some serious credentials or engineering degree or something like that. Not to say that you don't have the experience for it, but right. well, and most things need to be looked at by an engineer at some yeah. point. Like these walkways, for example, they've been more or less pre-engineered. So mm-hmm. I know that they can span 60 foot between columns. I know that they can, you know, I, I know what they can do at this point. If we run into a situation that's that's uncommon then we'll have i work with an engineer and it's, it's actually the guy that hired me to begin with i still work with him on these oh, walkways. okay yeah and so if we need engineering he looks at it and yeah i mean it's that is so cool uh, man it's, it's random you know yeah. you don't yeah. think about it but you know they're out there they're everywhere millions of people use them and somebody's got to design them yeah and in, mm-hmm. in, uh having started your business in 2020 this is all fairly new for you as far as being a business owner Yep. What are some major struggles that you've gone through trying to build this thing up? Or has it just been sunshine? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the first person to go in business for yourself if you didn't have complications. Right. Well, and every day there's something, right? Uh, you know, it, it's sometimes I feel like I'm not busy enough. And sometimes I feel like I'm too busy. Do I need to hire somebody? And then all of a sudden, I, there's nothing going on. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I, good thing I didn't hire somebody. You right. know? Um, there's always some struggle. Um, I wish I could. Wish I had a good <laughs> advice for people out there, but it's really just sticking with it, you yeah. know. Um, and some people may not want to hear this, but sometimes you just need to quit. <laughs> you know, sometimes things are, you know, like jobs, for example. You know, if you hate your job, there's nothing wrong with quitting and finding yeah. something else. There's always a better job out there. But same thing with running a business. Sometimes you run into something that's I'm in over my head. And luckily, I know a lot of people in this industry, and and I can give it to somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's always something. I, I can say I've never had a perfect day since I've started, but <laughs> I have more good days than bad days for sure. Yeah. Um, well, learning curves and right. You know, you're three years into it now, right? Yep. So you're probably getting a little more adapted to to the changing environment and thinking on your feet. And yeah. Yeah. Any big projects on the horizon? Uh so man, I have a lot of airport walkways that are pending right now yeah. uh some more trailer stuff i'm working on um i don't somewhere i posted last year i did some trophies for the houston police department yeah i saw those i saw those too very cool yeah they so they ordered more this year and double the amount this year which is for the folks at home that aren't watching on youtube they are mounted on what appears to be wood yeah multiple layers and it's got what's the blue portion what's that first layer it's a marksmanship team marksmanship S- on a blue ribbon across a very good looking uh houston police badge uh it's got it looks like you've got probably three layers there yeah if you don't count the wood four and then it's got another dimension to it because you've got uh 2022 so these are clay shoot shoot? yeah and then this here too that's very slick if y'all want to see this you can go to instagram and look up d-e-r-l-y dot design you can see these photographs We'll have it in the show notes, of course. That's cool, man. How long does it take you to put something like that together? 
I mean, the hardest part is the design. Yeah. Uh, uh, does the customer give you a lot of specifics, or did you just kind of no? Yo, I mean, check this out. This is what I came up with. And they're like, damn, that looks good. So usually, <laughs> like these guys, they saw some other trophies I made, and the words I love to hear from a customer is, "We trust you." Um, so they really didn't give me any direction. Yeah. They just said, "Make us something cool." I like their badge, so I decided to run with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the designing is what takes probably the most time. Uh, figuring out how I'm going to build these. Uh, usually, and, and like with your sign, I make a 3D model of pretty much everything before I send it to the laser cutter to get it laser yeah. cut and then um, weld them up. So, you know, my welding is not perfect. I just started welding when I started my business a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't even re- really call myself a welder, but I can, <laughs> can tack weld things right? together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty good with a grinder, so I yeah. can make sure it looks Smooth nice. Smooth it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I would say a few days designing. Um, once I have one of these made and I have an idea of you know what I need to do, then I can start now making some moving. templates. Yeah, yeah. And put it together. A lot. How many of those did you make for Houston Police? Uh, I think I had fourteen of them. Yeah, and then they ordered twenty something on this next go around. They'll be back for more. Yeah, you know? I hope so. Yeah, that looks great. Thanks. Well, we've got a a sponsor that does. Uh, larger scale stuff like this yeah. but they don't do anything quite that intricate as far as i know i've been trying to get them on the the show it's our friends at wood post metalworks have you ran into them i i don't know them but i've yeah. seen their work yeah yeah they do really good work. really really good stuff but i haven't seen them pop out anything quite that intricate i mean that is so many different layers to that you're using multiple materials you know you're riveting and welding and that's some real art man i appreciate excellent. it Oh, cool. Did you do Love the, this one? Did you do that? The wires? Yeah. Yeah. So before... Wire sculpture of two people on a bicycle? So before slick. working at an engineering firm, uh, I did a lot of art, wire sculptures, paintings, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. things like that. And the wire sculptures, I made I made quite a few of them. Uh, yeah. The first, first one I did was an Indian. Mm-hmm. And um, I did it years ago. And I posted it on Facebook. And mm-hmm. some guy that works for the Livestrong organization saw it online and then asked me to do a sculpture of Lance Armstrong and this is before things got a little weird with Lance um, and so they were going to put it up for charity and I ended up building it taking it to Austin and they ended up liking it so much that they didn't put it up for charity they kept it in the corporate office oh, there in Austin nice. and uh, this is so when the Lance Armstrong scandal happened they were talking about it in Good Morning America yeah. and for about five seconds on Good Morning America. They were showing my sculpture. Oh, yeah. I was like, not the way I wanted to be on TV, but there it is. <laughs> Made it. Okay, so that one. So I was thinking of this one and that one. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, that. that's cool. So you did like a like a landscape thing. Right. And I was thinking, like I said, they went together, but oh, it's okay. a starry night. Yeah. But it's cool, right? It's kind of in, uh, a sculpture, probably seven or eight feet tall. Yeah, the tallest one's a, yeah. about seven. It's supposed five. to be kind of inspired by a Van Gogh right. Starry Night. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and a lot of that was my customer's idea. <clears throat> I mean, they, he liked Van Gogh. He liked uh, that painting, and so he wanted some big flames, and he, yeah. he backlit them. And yeah, those came out really Yeah, cool. and it looks really cool. Like, the the unlit versus the lit, it looks like two totally different, different things, which is why it looks so cool. Right. Yeah. Thank you. So y'all have been here in Fort Worth uh, 
for for some time now did you grow up here no i grew up in a small town outside of abilene oh okay what, what's the name of this small town uh holly oh okay i'm from abilene originally oh are you really Went to abilene high so nice i'm familiar with holly yeah we never go to holly no, <laughs> no nobody does really uh yeah so i grew up in holly and as soon as i graduated we moved out here to go to eta me and okay. a buddy yeah um yeah and since basically since after high school i've lived either arlington or fort worth okay okay yeah my parents lived in arlington for a while and man it's changed a lot way different i guess fort worth has too but not like arlington seems like a whole different place now it is like not not the nice little metroplex town that it used to be right so but they've got the cowboys now so what what did you think was going to happen yeah (laughs) yeah that whole area i mean i lived there before the stadium was there and it was it was rough in Mm -hmm. that area before then yeah um but yeah it's changed a lot and i i still love it man i lived there for about 10 years and and me and my wife you know we've considered moving moving back to arlington yeah um yeah it's just it's so depends on the area right i lived there for a minute too in college i went to uta too but yeah didn't stay there yeah not not my favorite place to go anymore it's uh fort worth has gotten to be such a a powerhouse for entertainment that there's you know i can't think of one reason that i'd go to dallas or arlington's a little different just because it does have the cowboy stadium it does have the rangers you know there's the water park probably the best water park this side of texas i think yeah. Well, we actually, Stephanie's smirking because I talked about that this past episode. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Did you get to that part yet? No. It's episode 117 for anybody that's wondering. And there's a story about uh, Hurricane Harbor or uh-huh. Wet and Wild, whatever it's called. It. Nah, it's, it's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> we, won't, we won't go into that. So. Is it about a kid? <clears throat> there's a kid involved, yeah. Uh, <laughs> touching your leg or something? Well, not really touching my leg, no. Are, are we going to do this right now? Do you want to rehash the story? I guess do I did hear part outside? of it, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, it was a story about a kid peeing on my leg. Oh, he no. Peeing on leg. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll just move right on from yeah, that. Yeah, I guess I didn't pick up the whole story. episode 117, if anybody wants to hear that. Uh, I, I actually was talking to Itchy Richie and Slim Pickens, the guys that were on that uh, recording, and I told him, I said, I think I need to rename this episode the F-bomb because mm-hmm. it's just... I mean, if you did a ticker count on the number of times, especially the last 30 minutes of the show. It got rough. Huh? It was bad. Yeah. yeah. And we, we try to keep it somewhat PG-13 on the Fort Worth roots. So, yeah. But it was just, it was too good of an episode. We were having so much fun that yeah, it's like, funny. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change this. Right. So, <laughs> sometimes that does occur. Yeah. So, so we've been checking out a lot of li- uh, live music lately and uh, talking to a lot of people about how the culture has kind of changed people don't go out very much anymore and uh, usually the way it's always worked with these local shows is you'll have maybe two three or four bands before the headliner right and the headliner will go on at like 10 or 11 o'clock yeah and that's the way it's always been but yeah. like nowadays after covid 10 o'clock is really late is. and people don't like staying out for that so what yeah. you'll end up having is people stay for the first three shows and then the headliner will kick up People might listen to the first song and then they're out. Right. You know. Or we went to one and it had eight bands. <clears throat> really? Eight. That is a lot that is to a fit lot. through. It's, it's actually it too many. It was a long right. night. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you want to see that last band. So we were there for eight shows. It was terrible. Yeah. Right. I don't want to ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. But our friends were playing the headliner spot. <sighs> so, and it was their That's debut. Right. Like the first time their band had ever played on stage. So we were like, okay, 
we're really just gonna have to sit through this yeah. yeah where was it uh this at ridgely room oh okay and uh we're going to see poo live crew um by the time this episode comes out it would have already happened but uh i think yeah but anyway poo live crew's playing at ridgely room and the only one we've wait a minute i said that wrong Ridgely Room is where we just were at. Yeah, we're not going. They're to playing at the main Ridgely Theater. Yeah, they're, I bet. they're in the big room. So they're a big band. <laughs> Ridgely Theater is split up into multiple venues, and so we've been to Ridgely Room, and I'm just not a big fan of it. Yeah, it's too loud. It's a small space. I've never been there. Yeah, it's on that like when you go in the main part of Ridgely, it, you don't go in that entrance. You go around the side where there's like those brick lights that are lit up. Right. And you go in that, and it's just yeah. like this long, skinny room, and it is. It's like. The bartenders wear earplugs. It's just not a great yeah. vibe. And then there's like a lounge and then there's the main theater, which so, I've been to and seen like Dashboard Confessional when they first came out. And then I've been back and seen Josh Weathers. It's like they do all different kinds of stuff, but it's like more open and lots of room to move and, and some I've, chairs, stadium seating, standing room. And I've never seen the main room. So I'm just hoping, <clears throat> I'm sure based oh, on what so I've heard, better. it's going to be way better. Right. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, if we're going to Ridgely Room next time, I am definitely bringing earplugs. Yeah. It's just too damn loud. Right. It's a small room. It'd be like packing theater uh, th- theater worthy equipment into this room and then turning it up full blast. Right. You know, somebody's going to have ear bleeds. Yeah. 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 Is that is that a thing? Ear bleeds? I'm sure it is. Yeah, actually it is. <laughs> if you're going to experience them, you're going to experience ear bleeds at the Ridgely Room. <laughs> yeah, the last show I went to was a couple weeks ago. Not my favorite place to see a show of billy bobs but the toadies yeah. which oh, i love the cool, toadies man yeah. you got to see that yeah yeah i, I knew I they, were in town, they were in but for me like billy bobs i mean even the toadies it's like mm, hard pass all right i, I just can't I do them there it. too i can't do years it. Ago. not not this one though no the toadies i thought i think i saw them at billy yeah. bobs a couple years ago yeah so there's there's been a few disappointments uh, as far as venues the the ridgely room um I'm just not a big fan of, and then just recently, Tim loves uh, help. What's the name of that place? Uh, Tana. Tanny Hill. Tanny Hill. Yeah, and I was so excited about it because we had Tim Love on the show. Right. Super good guy. Yeah. Great episode. Um, Josh Weathers was playing, and we went to go see Josh Weathers, and it was the first time we'd been to this venue. It'd been open for maybe six, seven weeks, something like that, and it just wasn't good vibes. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan. It's just and. Just, just a cold concrete standing cube. room only. Where is it? It's on uh, Mule Alley. The, uh, all that okay, new okay. stuff down there off yeah. Exchange. So, and um, I, I don't know. I was just hoping it'd be awesome. I mean, you're just great. standing there for a while waiting for the bands to start, and then through the whole thing. It's, I mean, it's just there's one bar. It's not super. Really. Security will not let you in and out. You, you're either in or you're out. Oh yeah, you wow. do back and forth. The yeah. show ended. It's like grab your people that went to the bathroom because you might not be able to come back and get your people. They were Jeez. like oh, yeah. so serious about as it. Soon, like, as soon as the show was over or as soon as Josh Weathers was done, right. I'm not even sure the, the, the last note had faded out of the reverb yet and they were just pushing everybody out the door. It's like, like what if you want to buy some merch and run to the bathroom and then talk to your friend for three seconds? Right. Like, calm no, down. Not happening. Not yeah. here. So anyway, um, I don't know. Yeah. Hope it, hope it kind of takes on a life of its own and becomes a little bit warmer of an establishment because you know it's a space where musicians can go and play and they've done a good job of bringing in local acts um i i don't remember the name of the show happened about a month ago but they did like a local music thing where they brought in uh, eight to a dozen bands and 
they're like a ten dollar night people are able to go in there and see a bunch of different That's bands cool. and stuff so at least they're doing that right because they have some agreement i guess don't quote me on this but live nation where live nation handles all their shows and stuff right. so when i heard that i was like well i guess local music's out yeah right unless they go through live nation yeah. those criminals <laughs> so but at least they're doing that so. yeah i i probably needed to stop talking shit about the place i was just got my feelings hurt I was super pumped. Yeah. Really excited. And then we got there, watched the show. And by the way, Josh Weathers was great. Yeah. He's, oh, he's amazing. It's just the, yeah. the venue gave me gave me bad vibes. I've seen they've had some pretty big shows. Oh, yeah. And I just... Already. There. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you all think about the new Magnolia? <clears throat> we caught just a show. Just this that, week, too. Yeah. That last week? After the eight night, our eight band night, we went to a four That's band right. night there. But yeah. all of them were great. So oh, it wasn't... Murderers. Right. Just, yeah. It was excellent. That so, was about perfect. About... The amount we, of music and we started with um, were Jay Birds up first. Jay Birds first. So Jay Birds, have you heard them yet? No, I. Oh, haven't. dude, excellent, Check them out. excellent. Yeah. So Jay Birds. Oh, uh, Latimer, young Latimer. Good Latimer. Good Latimer. Good Latimer. They were great. They were excellent. Um, and everybody kind of switched instruments and yeah. did different stuff, yeah, and everybody cool. sang, and yeah. they're excellent. And I think I, uh, like I one of them was that. a married couple. Jay Birds is a married couple. One, two of the people, and I think the Good Latimer yeah, was Latimer. too. Guy on keys and the girl on. Uh, bass or guitar? Her, I think she did both. I think she was on bass. Um, so that was good. And then Taylor Young Band. And then our homies, uh, the Traumatics, Doc Rock. And then I can't remember what the bass is, what, what he goes by, but it's... I can't remember either. I think it's Doc something. Anyway, they're they're all surgeons. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so, but cool. they're, they're excellent. They're, really they're getting good. a lot of uh, radio time. So yeah. anyway, Magnolia Motor Lounge. I definitely get attached to these places. Right. Obviously, probably the way I'm talking about vibes and whatnot. But yeah. the original Magnolia Motor Lounge was, you know, it's iconic, right. uh, very warm, very inviting, and I think they picked a really cool spot for the new Magnolia Motor Lounge because it's right next to that old school German restaurant. I love that German restaurant. And have you been to uh, Magnolia Motor Lounge, the new location? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more open, <clears throat> a little more space, I think. Oh yeah, with the seating yeah. and the stuff, and that that'll be good. The indoor yeah. scene is much better. Yeah, yeah. but ma the old Mag Magnolia had a, had a little outdoor area that was pretty pretty nice. Yeah, I don't I don't guess they have an outdoor I area. I don't think really. so. No. It looked like they could probably set something up right there in the parking lot, just in front of the doors, right. maybe. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like old mags. So yeah, that um, place was iconic. The old one. I mean, no, I don't even remember much of an outside there. That's what's. I guess I was always inside. It, it was always closed in. Yeah. Well, yeah. not okay. always, but they typically they had the. Big Just rubber, small. clear uh, enclosure around right. it, but they could roll them up when it got too hot. So yeah, I guess I just always was inside. It's a good little space. Yeah. But Seventh Street's gone to shit. I'm really glad that those people pulled out of there. Um, Fred's is another one that it's like it's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, you know. Have you been to the new one over there too? I have. Okay. I yeah. I was sad that the restaurant closed. Right. Yeah. That was there. Buffalo West. Did you ever go there? I hadn't uh, been there. It no. was the shit, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And it was uh, at the right there by Golden Crow. Yeah, where the, yeah, right where the Fred's is. Yeah, I'd never been there. Yeah, I, I mean, I've lived out here for years. I never even saw it until right before it closed. So, I mean, Ooh. I was able to go a couple times, and they ended up shutting it down. Yeah, um, that sucks. But no, I like that area a lot. The German restaurant. We go there all it's, the time. It's a good space now. Yeah, I mean. The writing was on the start. wall for 7th Street. Oh, it was yeah. Just, and I think things are going to start migrating that they way. They have to. Yeah. Well, and like people were saying, parking's going to be better at all these venues. Right. Easier to get in and out. It just, that yeah. becomes a hassle on 7th Street, too. You look at everything places. we lost there, too. What was right next to Mag's? Um, I never can Capital remember. Capital Bar. Capital Bar. No. 
and then it became the backyard something cowdy ugly all the places didn't survive okay but right in between what you're talking about and mags is another place where they had the mechanical bull and anyway it's right next. i mean it's it's almost the same parking lot as mags it's right next to it then it was capital bar when it changed names okay I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all that stuff just gone yeah. almost overnight. And then the, the backyard or whatever that's right behind Mags. Yeah, that was connected to Capital Bar. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. But then yeah. Varsity's closed. I Did heard you know that. that? No. Yeah, well, yeah, I just saw the article. I mean, good riddance. When yeah. Varsity first opened, I thought that was the baddest place. It was cool. And then it got weird. Yeah. I walked in one night. I had some friends from out of town. This was probably like 2017, 16, 17. Yeah. We walked in. It's me. And so I was, I was probably the youngest one out of the group. Everybody else that was with me was probably in their late thirties, early forties at the time. But every single one of us were business owners, right? We walk in there and they take one look at me they check my ID. Okay, cool. We'll go. And then the next guy in line, they check his ID. They look at him and they go, I'm sorry, you can't come in here. He's like, what? Like, yeah, you can't come in here dressed like that. And I turn around and I go, um, I'm dressed exactly like him. And he's like, yeah, no, he can't come in here. He was like three or four years older than me. Yeah. And they're like, I guess they didn't want somebody that age uh, in their establishment. I don't know. Weird. And I was like, dude, listen, I got it. I don't know. You got like your job to do. Yeah. But every single one of us are here to spend money. Right. And you're going to let me in, but not my friends. Yeah, He's like, yeah, you can leave too. I was like, all right. I never went back to varsity. I was like, um. Yeah, there's a lot of places down there like that, though. And I know people that work on 7th Street and are bouncers on 7th Street, and they have not been in a, able to walk into an establishment because they had a tank top on or something. And, like, Jeez. one night I was wearing a tank top, yeah. and the bouncer was wearing a tank top, and they weren't going to let him in. So I, oh, no, I had a long-sleeve shirt on, but it was, like, see-through. So I switched shirts with him. Little girl, big bodybuilder, we switched shirts to get into the bar. Like, wow. just to be smart asses back. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. And yeah. they let us in, and then we switched shirts back. And then they thought it was funny. <sighs> and you're like... Well, Varsity's closed now, so... Yeah. yeah. F them. Uh, well, I good have a funny, funny story from there. I, so, uh, were you ever there? Like, at, at night, they turned it into, like, a rave. Did you ever, oh, yeah. Okay. I have been there when So, I, was I didn't there. know that happened. Uh, and my friends... I, I left before that, but yeah. My I friend, knew what was going on. My friend's band was playing there. Texas Country Band. Okay. Wasn't done with their set yet. And manager comes up and says, hey, we're starting the rave. You got to get off the stage. And they had, they had like three or four songs left. And they're like, no, you got to go. And so they kicked him off the stage. And immediately, like, like before we, I had to help my friends, like, get their stuff and equipment out off of the stage. Before we were even done, they were, like, starting the rave. It's like, wow, what just happened? Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. And then probably half the people left, right? Yeah. Sure. There's probably a gap there, and then maybe an hour later, all the TCU kids start rolling in. Right. And then after the TCU kids start rolling in, then the, the out-of-town oil-filled crew, uh, they roll in with their paychecks that they right. just got. And it's a it's, it's a weird, dicey little environment down there. It's Playing games yeah. to karaoke to rave. It was all over the place. And during COVID, they sold, like, nutrition bowls and shakes or something. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I picked them up when DoorDash... <laughs> to stay open there'd be like three people at the bar all spread out because you you know couldn't set close right. and that's how they stayed open that's well they had to do something right yeah, yeah restaurants or weird. bars they had to in order to stay open they had to sell food yeah, yeah. That was the thing. so you're getting a health food bowl from the back of a bar it just felt weird delicious it up. yeah <laughs> delicious yeah i'm sure it was good any <laughs> any uh badass fort worth places that have closed down recently that you're pissed about um 
none that I can think of off the top Kinda of my head. Kind of you on the spot. My yeah. The the worst one for me was the uh, there was a chicken fried steak place on Exchange at the top of the hill, and I want to say it was Union Hill or something like that. Horseshoe Hill. Horseshoe Hill. Yeah. Uh, when that thing closed down, dude, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah. That was to me that was the worst one because I had just found that place. That was the best chicken fried steak I'd ever had in my life. Really? I got to eat there maybe twice. Yeah. That was a big place for the downtown crew going. And then COVID happened yeah. and it was gone that overnight. Sucks. They just couldn't take it. Yeah. Lazona's one of mine. What's Lazona's? The one that was on Magnolia. I don't remember them. I don't remember. Yeah, it was in the old Maggie's Arnar. Oh, you've yeah. talked, about, talked that. about that. It was, yeah. it was so good. Yeah, yeah. Had a little taco place next door. Now it's kind of all one, but it was like a little taco place and then Lazonas and they had like pizzas and kind of a, I want to say like a Spanish themed kind of bar that was like hotel vibe, like Madridish. That's cool. Yeah, it was a really cool little place, but we didn't make it either. Good stuff down there though. Well, I do like the Magnolia area. Yes. Uh, Nickel yeah. City's cool. Yeah. The, the speakeasy, I forget the name of it. The Amber Room. Amber Room, I yeah. like that too. Uh, there's some cool spots. Is that in that same area? That's the well, it's on Old Main. Um, but it, uh, Amber Room is in the back side of Wishbone and Flint. And then you know where Nickel City is. Yeah. It's very close to there. Our buddies over at the uh, uh, Funky Panther podcast, they love Nickel City. Yeah, yeah it's a cool little place. Yeah, it's a good bar. <clears throat> They're always changing up the theme in there. We went yeah. a couple of weeks ago and yeah. it was uh, still Christmas theme. And yeah. it was just like, Jesus, how long did it take right. to do all this shit? But <laughs> apparently they shut down for a couple of days and yeah. <laughs> where did they keep all this crap? Right. I don't know. Because they do the same thing with Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in charge of that. No. <laughs> Do you ever go to Porn Glory? No, I haven't. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that one out. I'm always trying to go there for the chicken wings. And um, yeah. Scott, the owner, last time we were there, I had the chicken wings, and he walks up to the table, and he's like, I just want you to know, you're the only reason I keep those damn things on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. yeah, okay, well, don't keep it for me, but you know, keep them on the yeah, menu. Yeah, keep them on the menu, yeah. <laughs> That's they have excellent chicken wings. Yeah. It's hard to find places that have good chicken wings now because the price for chicken has gone up so much right. that a lot of places quit carrying it or they're going for like a subpar yeah. substitute. Like maybe they were using this brand, but now they're using this brand. Mm. You go in there, you order the chicken wings, you get them and you're just like, I'm not eating that. Yeah. Literally, we went to uh, mm. the poop deck over there. Next to TCU? Yeah. Blue Bonnet yeah. Circle. Not, is it? Yeah, that's Blue Bonnet Circle. <clears throat> I haven't been I there, know. but I've heard about it. Yeah. So usually their food's pretty damn good. Yeah. And it's another place I'd go for chicken wings. Yeah. They brought the chicken wings out, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, those don't, those do not look right. Yeah. I couldn't tell what it was, but something was all off. Right. Took one bite out of it, and I'm like, nope. <clears throat> no. And I, I hate doing that. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't eat this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna he order tried. something else they, yeah, I, took, yeah, I, I took two bites out of it i was like well maybe that first bite was just and they let me try it they were, it was weird it oh. was like freezer burned or yeah, something, or something but the, i'm telling you chicken has just gotten so expensive that yeah. they're like probably what happened was they're like oh we can't throw these out oh uh, yeah <laughs> they're obviously bad but right. some drunk asshole is gonna, gonna eat, these, eat them right yeah. not this asshole no <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, things are different, man. It's uh, we we had uh, some friends over in the studio while I was uh, interviewing Poo Live crew earlier, and uh, 
Yeah. Kid, uh, your friend's Jackson. son, I think he's 12, right? He came in and he's like, do you have peanut butter? <laughs> and I was like, actually, I do. Because it's one of the <laughs> things, like every fun. time I'm at the grocery store now, I'm like, I'm just going to take a couple more of these peanut butters. Because <laughs> everything's so weird now. Yeah. And uh, so I, I did have peanut butter. And then he was like, why do you have peanut butter? And I was like, well, you know, if the trucks stop running. And then I looked at him and I was like, I need to stop talking to him. I'm scared this kid to death. But it is something that you think about whenever, you know, so many things have visibly changed in our environment. You know, the, these uh, restaurants and establishments closing down is, is one indicator. But then you drive by these car lots and they're bare. Yeah, There's no cars out there. Renting a car is almost impossible too. I see, and I haven't rented a car in a while. Last time I pulled up to rent one, me. there was one car in the parking lot, and Jeez. the one that I rented, they pulled around from back, and you're like, "Where are? Yeah, where you, are they?" You go to the grocery store, and then like stuff that's always been on the shelf, totally gone. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It just it feels weird, and then you listen to these economists talk about what's going on all over the world. Right. It's not just the U.S. Yeah, it's everywhere. China, they're saying, is in a really bad situation right now because they're so overpopulated. And if anything happened to their logistical system with the trucks, the trains, or whatever, however they're getting their food, right. people would literally starve to death, yeah. like any little hiccup. And we're just maxed out yeah. across the board. Now, the U.S. is not nearly um, in as much danger of something like that as these other countries, but we're not far from it, yeah. you know? Well, we came, and, came close to seeing it with the mail, with bad weather and stuff, because it's like you can't run the trucks then they shut down and that stops the movement and that goes with food and stuff like it, that yeah. too a couple of years ago it was really bad and it's seeing that first hand at the post office they had 19 trucks in line at the post office up there up there not being worked and then here you're you're ready for them right but you can't get them from there to here because of the weather so yeah. it's like it, it was it became a really bad situation in some areas but i think like Everything else that's happened to us, we'll find a way to adapt to just about anything that gets thrown at us. So right. We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> just keep the generator handy. Yeah. Live on peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. I like the plan. What do you What do you stock up on? Huh? You got some doom prepper stuff that you stock up Man, on? Man, I will say that when COVID... You're hoarding TP, aren't you? Right. <laughs> I'm the one that You're bought it all. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really the one that didn't buy it at all because I had one big thing and it lasted me. But just real quick on that. So my mom... <laughs> sorry, mom, if she's listening. Um, she, she was telling... She called me. She's like, uh, make sure you stop and you pick up some toilet paper today because you would not believe these idiots are out there and they're just buying up all the, the toilet paper they're buying all of it there's nothing on the shelves anymore i said like, all right yeah well I'll, I'll see if i can pick up thanks mom see if i can pick up a couple of rolls of toilet paper and she goes yeah and if you can't don't worry about it because we got like 36 cases i picked them up because you know those idiots are buying it all up so i made sure we had ours like, oh, okay did you don't see what you did there mom that's why i did not i bought the bare essentials and i did not I anyway. was proud of myself. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of offer. Yeah, that's funny. No, I, I mean, definitely not a prepper. But when COVID happened, when it was a like starting, and I saw what was happening in Italy, I did mm. go and buy like a bunch of rice and beans and yeah. canned food yeah. and stocked up. I did not think about buying toilet paper at that time. No, but who, why? I know. Why yeah, would you like, even think I, of that? Right. Exactly. Um, but it was it it was <clears throat> kind of alarming though. As soon as they're like, we're running out of toilet paper, right. I'm like, oh, well, that is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was no bullshit either. You go to the store and it was, it was gone. Empty. 
where <laughs> I ended up getting some a few times was my parents in Abilene. So like the small towns around Abilene. They're good. Like, yeah, they, they didn't have any problems apparently. <laughs> well, or it was like the little bitty small places, like the Dollar mm-hmm. Trees and stuff like would get like little small shipments. People could go right. there and get it. But it, I mean, at one point, my brothers do loss prevention. They had to guard the toilet paper aisle. That's crazy. I'm not joking, like standing at both ends of it well, because they, it was that they ridiculous. They put a quantity restriction on it too. That's yeah. At and some they, point, they're like, I'm sorry, you can only buy two of those. Right. Well, because then people, you got on like Facebook Marketplace and people opened up these oh, like yeah, storage units yeah, and they're yeah, full yeah. of all the stuff and that they're reselling it. It's yeah, like, that is yeah. not the reason yeah. to be buying it. I think it. some people got in trouble for that too, I think. Yeah. Um, and then gas is the same way. Oh, man. Anytime they're like, oh, there might be a problem with gas right. next week. Everybody goes to the pump and fills up. Right. And our, our system just can't. Yep handle that well, extra load and what's scary is that happened with toilet paper but what if it was meat what if it was veggies like yeah. well it happened with meat for a minute yeah, too yeah, where the meat counters were empty and then right. you know coming after covid when the chicken wings thing started there was the some of the chicken plants that there was other chicken that you couldn't get and then yeah. it was it was kind of a rolling thing it was like brisket was next and then you couldn't get ribs and being in the restaurant industry at the time, it was like, it was cycling where you couldn't get different things each week. And we couldn't keep like the same appetizers on the menu because mm. the same things weren't available. Right. And you were bouncing between more than one supplier just to keep your, you know, Jeez. food stocked. And it's, it was, it was like a rotating problem. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's over. I think we're going to see a lot more <coughs> of our favorite restaurants maybe go out of business. I mean, just talking to Scott over at Pouring Glory. The cost of doing business. He's trying so hard to keep the menu yeah. Uh, at the prices that he's had for, right. you know, forever. Yeah. But how do you do that? Yeah. You know, especially when things are fluctuating like that, like eggs, eggs are through the roof and right. a lot of what we enjoy, you know, baked goods and otherwise it's got eggs in it. Right. So I don't know. Yep. We went to breakfast at a River Oaks breakfast cafe or whatever it's called. Yeah. And they had a sign on the door and it's like, yo, eggs are expensive. You buy something with eggs, there's going to be an upcharge. And I was like, that's fair. Right. That's what you do, right? You yeah. put a put a big old sign out front, put it on the menu. Yeah. Sorry. This yeah. is the world we're living in right now. Yeah. You want us to keep this place open, it's going to be an extra four bucks. Right. Yeah. It just sucks, but that's the way it is. Yep. So I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. I, I know that you do the daily designs, and then you were talking about like the trailer thing. Weren't you working on maybe some other kind of big project? With some automation, maybe? Or was that the same thing? Yeah. So, I guess I forgot about that. Uh, me and uh, a couple other guys started a company a few months ago called Bot Bros, and we're selling robot welding cells. Hold on. What's that? <laughs> what is that? It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. So, it's a, it's a robot, uh, and let's just say it's a 10 by 10 cell. Yeah. Uh, it has a positioner. So, so if you're building something over and over again. 10 foot by 10 foot? Yeah. Or, okay. Damn. Um if you're building whatever it is something that fits in that cell that you're building over and over again we design a positioner that uh you basically just put your cut parts into mm-hmm. program it and the robot goes to town and welds welds these assemblies it's um, almost like a 3d printer pretty much with steel yeah okay okay yeah so we're we're getting that going right now and so we're yeah i mean that my partners on this are are super knowledgeable on the robot side of it i'm not so much knowledgeable on the robot side of it i kind of design everything around the robot um but on the software side right no so one of our partners he does more of the software side of it okay he actually works for the company that sells these robots or kuka robots kuka Uh, yeah and and then yeah so what i'm designing is like 
what the robot sits on basically and how okay. the positioner I, like i'll take whatever the customer wants to weld mm-hmm. put it in my 3d modeling program and then build around that um yeah so you set the rig up right okay very cool man so, so yeah so that's y'all are in the process of putting that together <laughs> yeah so you have a website up yet yeah it's called bot bros um yot bros that's it dot com dot com okay I'll try to put that in the show notes yeah yeah don't forget andrew <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I'm excited about that, and it's something like I said, it's not something I saw myself getting into. But uh, one of the partners, Austin Laramore, he's he kind of spearheaded this thing, and it, he did it because he has a robot uh, welder that it took him years to get it to work right. The integrators mm. he he used just didn't do a very good job, and so he was like, I, I think I can put a crew together and, and do this better. Yeah, um, than the robot. Right. Yeah. Well, the integrator. So, I mean, there's a lot of steps that go into it. You know, it's not just plug and play necessarily. Right, right. But if you don't have somebody to show you or teach you how to run it properly, then it can be a nightmare. And that's kind of where he ended up spending a lot of time and money. Um, and finally, he got it to where it needs to be. But it just it took longer than it should have, and it cost way more than it should have. Yeah. But now, now the momentum's moving forward. Right, that's good. Right, that's good. And these things are blowing up, man. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are that are in the market for this, and so we're trying to jump in. So, is there something kind of market specific that y'all are trying to target? I mean, it's ten by ten, so you had well, something in mind, right? Not necessarily. So, that would be our standard cell, yeah. but we can make a, a custom cell. So, oh, okay. you know, we quoted one recently that was about forty foot long. Um, 16 foot wide damn and so these robots are on tracks basically yeah um and this this one was a two robot systems because you can't reach all the way across with one robot and so you know we're open to do really anything that's able to be automated uh we'll figure out a way to to automate it so give me an idea like do y'all have some projects on the horizon that uh examples of what you're going to do with it so like this customer for example they make really big concrete forms for like bridges and things like that and so it's not very complicated you know it's sheet metal basically with with gussets every so often and so it's it's repeatable Mm -hmm. so that's you know one example um trying to think another one these guys were making i don't even know i think these boxes were some sort of electrical box but it's about a five by five or five by one foot uh, box. I mean, there was really nothing to it except yeah. it's a really long weld that's really hard for a person to do, but not very hard for a robot yeah. to do. Robots gonna have no trouble with that, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. So, well, uh, <clears throat> we'll have to find some videos of that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go to the website, we have some videos on there, um, and then like my partner Austin, his robots on there, and you can kind of get an idea of what it. What it is cool. and how it works. Yeah, this the new technologies that are getting implemented now. Like I saw a video the other day of uh, a power company trying to clear debris off of a large power line. Right. Can you imagine how they did that? How they used a drone uh, with a flamethrower. That's awesome. <laughs> so they've just got this <laughs> massive. I think I saw that. drone with like ten rotors on it. Right. And it's up there with a big old flamethrower. Yeah. And I mean the flame it's putting out. The video I watched, it looked like sustained flame shooting probably 20 feet that's for a good crazy. 45 seconds. Yeah. That's a lot of fuel. Right. You would think. Yeah. On this drone that's, it. I don't know how they carry that much of a load. Yeah. I'm not sure how they do that. Now, Amazon's talking about, um, I don't know, if, I, 
I, I haven't heard anything about this in a couple of years, so they might have scrubbed the whole idea. But they were have they built these special trucks that were going to have a carrier in the top on the uh, ceiling or the roof, right? And it was going to have a drone, and it was gonna, the drone could take a package up to ten pounds, thirty minutes one way and thirty minutes back. So this would be good for like a rural carrier. Right. So they'd pull up to the address, deploy the drone with the ten or ten pound package, yeah. and it would go up this big drive. Maybe right. it's you know a mile down the road. Yeah. Deliver it, come back. It'd save a lot of time, a lot of money. Right. I mean that's pretty badass. But yeah. anyway, there's a lot of technology that's come about that's that people are finding a way to integrate into stuff that we've already done, but now we're doing it better. Yeah. I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. It spans both thing. industries, too. So what do you got left on the docket this weekend, Josh? Not a whole lot. Going to go catch any live music? Not this weekend, I don't think. I saw there's some good shows. Always. Um, I mean, there always is, yeah. yeah. But no, not not today. I haven't eaten lunch today, so I'm probably going to go eat something. February 4th, the Pool Life Crew, we just found out, is going to be at the Ridgely yeah. uh, Theater. So That's awesome. We'll be at that one. You should come check it out. I should, yeah. I mean, I've heard good things. I haven't seen them. They're incredible. Yeah, they put on a great show. It's a, it's essentially it's a cover band, but right. they they have their own thing. Right. Uh, I think they've. He was telling me they've won uh, best cover band in Fort Worth four or five times That's by the, awesome. the Fort Worth Weekly. And it's yeah. a it's a good show. So yeah, they're I'm good. psyched. It's gonna yeah. be good. Yeah, we'll have to grab a beer sometime. I mean, it sounds like we Absolutely. hang out all the same places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. It's a it's a big city though. It's somehow I you yeah. know. Because we'll have conversations with people like, how are we missing you? Right. You know, but it's a big city. Yeah. So, all right. Where can people find Durley Designs? DurleyDurleyDesign.com, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and then Bot Bros. Bot Bros. We have all of that too. Um, Yeah. Look us up. If you're interested in anything, let me know. And it will be in the show notes. Yeah. And if you ever want to come by and just talk about live music, yeah, Fort Worth, or drones, right. <laughs> or the next crazy business venture that you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be something this year. <laughs> Josh, thanks so yeah, much, Yeah, nice man. meeting you, man. Fort Worth Roots, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Josh Martinez. Thank you for being on the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. Get him at botbros.com or durleydesign.com like we talked about in this episode. That will be in the show notes. You can also find Durley Design, that's D-E-R-L-Y Design, on Instagram to see all his cool little uh, masterpieces that he shared with us through the social medias. Josh, thanks again, man. Hope to see you soon. All right, let's get into it. Spring Fest 2023, April 22nd. The River Oaks Spring Fest car show is something that we did last year, and it was awesome. This year is going to be better, bigger and better, and badder. Still ironing out the details. I actually met with the uh, the founder of the River Oaks Spring Fest car show, Mr. Darren Hauk. He's putting this thing on. We went and toured the uh, the grounds today. Started off, I, my, my morning started off at like 7 a.m. And it was 52 degrees. And by the time we got out there to uh, YMCA Camp Carter, it was like 40 degrees. And we're both wondering, what are we doing out here? So we left. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But things are happening. People are talking. And we are making plans for the River Oak Spring Fest Car Show 2023. Uh april 22nd and we want you out there so make sure you put that on your calendar it's going to be a great time 
if YMCA Camp Carter had nothing going on, it's just nice to get out there on their 300, 400 acre property. Um, it's really wild because it's this beautiful place right in the middle of uh, Fort Worth. But when you're there and you look around, it feels like you're a thousand miles away, but you're right here in the middle of Fort Worth. So come check it out. It's going to be fun. There's going to be vendors out there, uh, lots of live music, food, festivities. It's going to be fun. More details to come. Again, April 22nd. Okie dokie. Don't forget about our friend uh, Joe Guzman, who is putting on the Psychedelic Panther. We were out there last year. We took the Fort Worth Roots podcast to it. I can't remember how many artists he had last year, but it was three days long. So many uh, vendors out there. So many live bands uh, on two different stages. This year, they're going to be doing it out at Lola's the new Lola's and uh, I don't know if they're going to be utilizing both stages or not, but we talk about this in an episode that I just did with uh, Joe Guzman and that episode is going to be dropping here shortly Um, with all the details. If you want to find details yourself, you can go to psychedelic Panther on Facebook. They also have a website, psychedelic Panther fest. Oh, that's his email. Psychedelic Panther fest at gmail.com. And uh, I'm under the impression he is still looking for, uh, vendors. So if you'd like to be a vendor out there, do not hesitate. I'm looking at their very cool uh, Facebook page like right now. Let's see. What are the dates? Where are the dates? Okay. Friday, April 7th through April the 9th. It's only going to be... Uh, well, that doesn't sound right because it's only supposed to be two days this year. It says two days right there. Uh, April 7th at 8 p.m. is whenever it starts. And it's a two-day event. Lola's is located at 2000 West Berry Street, Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, 173 people are interested in going on Facebook. It's going to be fun. Last year was great. This year is going to be more uh, greater. That's going to be a busy month, April. Because you got that. And then you got the River Oak Spring Fest car show. I want you to come to both. We, of course, will be there. Set up, smiling, shaking babies, kissing hands, that whole thing. So... Come check it out. And then this weekend, you've got Pooh Live Crew, uh, February 4th, Saturday, at uh, Ridgely Theater. You can go to PooLiveCrew.com to get tickets. All right, and that's all the events right now. Of course, we've got lots more coming, but I don't want to overload you with details, so let's just focus on those right now, okay? Lots of stuff, always. There's always something going on in Fort Worth, and we're going to do our best to make sure you know all the cool stuff. Okay. Sponsors, woodpostmetalworks.com. You can go to woodpostmetalworks.com and see all their awesome stuff. Uh, Lately, they've been doing a lot of home signage, customized metal uh, signs for your home. Uh, They also do a lot of custom stuff for your businesses. There's a lot of really cool, you've probably seen some around town, uh, signs that they make for businesses out of uh, steel with their plasma cutting. So anyway, lots of good stuff there. Lots of good gift ideas, lots of stuff for your business. Use podcast 817 uh, at checkout for 10% off just for being a Fort Worth Roots podcast listener. Hauk Walker Originals. You can go to HaukWalker.com. These are the folks that uh, did an incredible job making our uh, tumblers last year at the uh, Pouring Glory, our little event that we did, which we will be doing again this year. Uh, have not got the okay go-ahead from Scott, the owner out there at Pouring Glory, but I think we're good to go. Right, Scott? Scott's listening. Let me know, Scott. Uh, but yeah, a little bit of time to, to plan on that one. But yeah, Hauk Walker Originals made our cups. They were awesome. 
And these people are problem solvers too. I just needed a, uh, whatchamacall, uh, what is that graphic? I can't remember what format this is, but I needed a, a different format for my logo just recently because we're going to this uh, event. I think it's February 17th for Visit Fort Worth. I think tickets are sold out, but it's going to be a good shindig and Fort Worth Roots is going to be there representing the city of Fort Worth. Anyway, I needed a logo. I needed a different format. So I called up my uh, called up my friend Angela at Hulk Walker Originals. I said, please help me. I need a different format for my logo, and I don't have it. And lickety-split, an hour later, she had four different versions of the same logo in different formats and stuff like that. These people know what they're doing. So if you need something customized, uh, gift idea, or for the office uh, that they can do with their uh, laser engraver, these are the people for that. And they do a lot of other stuff too, woodworking and custom pins and stuff like that. So go check them out, halkwalker.com. These people are great. All the sponsors that we have uh, here at the Fort Worth Roots podcast are good people with very high ratings, and they put out awesome stuff. That was one of the requirements that we uh, had whenever we decided we were going to start looking for sponsors, is that they had to be respected by the community, and uh, we had to be comfortable putting our name next to theirs. And uh, so whenever you hear me talking about somebody, it's somebody that I'm confident is going to take care of you and provide you with a good product or service. And that's where Roofing Solutions by Daring Howe comes in. These guys have the best reputation in the community for a r- local roofer uh, that you're going to find. You can do your homework yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go to roofingsolutionshauk.com or just do a Google search for Roofing Solutions by Darren Howe and, and see what their ratings look like. You'll be impressed. But if you call them or go to their, uh, yeah, just call them, 817-882-6520. They'll come out and they'll do a roofing inspection, uh, excuse me, roofing tune-up, which is also a roofing inspection. But uh, you get 50% off just by being a Fort Worth Roots podcast listener. And uh, we don't talk about this all the time because I'm trying to abbreviate these uh, ads for you, these shout-outs for our sponsors. But just so you know what a roofing tune-up is, they get up there, they take a look at um, the the caulking around the uh, vents and pipes and things that stick out of your roof. Make sure that those are sealed up tight uh, and and try to identify any kind of other damage that might be up on your roof. And this will save you thousands of dollars, literally. That sounds very pitchy, very uh, salesy when I say it like that, but it's true. I have a buddy that called me in a panic. This was several months ago, but he's like, hey, man, what's what's the who's the guy that does the, the roofing uh, for the podcast? And I told him who it was. What's going on? Uh, well, we just got uh, a lot of water damage after that last rainstorm, and uh, we don't know what to do. If he had have had a roofing tune-up, Darren could have identified the damage that he had on his roof before it became a problem. Um, waiting to find out something like this can cause a lot of damage. Uh, so don't wait. Have somebody take a look. Qualified professional with a great rating here in the local community. That's a tongue twister. Have him check it out and uh, prevent any kind of unwanted costs that's associated with not taking care of your roof. If you live in North Texas, it's going to be a problem. Take the number down, 817-882-6520. Thank you to our sponsors. You guys are the best, and we love you. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're the best. That's it. That's all the events. That's all the sponsors. Uh, If you guys would like to sponsor the Fort Worth Roots podcast uh, as a listener, Our listener support option is through uh, the Patreon website. 
You go to patreon.com. You can type in Fort Worth Roots Podcast or just Fort Worth Roots in the search bar. It'll pull up our Patreon account. And from there, it will show you the different tiers uh, that we have available. I think there's only two right now. I've tried to do other stuff in the past, but right now it's just two. Uh, you can just simply donate to the show for, I think, four bucks, three or four bucks uh, for the the <laughs> for the little tier, the little, hey, here you go, tier. And then uh, if you want to have access to our full library where uh, we just drone on and on and on on these episodes, like if you find an hour-long episode on uh, Spotify, it's probably an hour and a half long uh, on the Patreon Act. And uh, you can get all the little unedited, delightful, unsmoothed out versions of these episodes right there on the Patreon app. I do it for extra content and uh, to, to show our most avid listeners and supporters uh, what it sounds like before we start smoothing out the, the episode. So it's there. And some episodes literally go for hours longer than what you get on Spotify and Pandora or YouTube. So just a little extra for your support. We're trying to do big things. We've got a music festival that I haven't told you about yet that I'll just lightly uh, mention here, but I'm going to start doing music festivals for you across the city. It's going to be cool. We're going to have lots of musicians at a lot of different venues, and we're going to invite you out to do cool stuff with us. It's going to be the best. You're going to love it. Um, and then we're, we're talking about having uh, an option for our Patreon patrons to get into these events free. So there's that. Okay, it is cloudy outside, and I cannot wake the hell up. I've got Joe Savage in studio today. He'll be here any minute. Oh, my God. Yeah, literally any minute. All right, so that's enough talking out of me. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode, and I will see you next week. Peace. Peace.